I'm Andy Merckx. You listen to The Bicycle Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. Resonance 104.4 FM. This is The Bike Show. My name's Jack Thurston, and we are back for a second helping of experimental music made using bicycles. And with me in the studio, it's a great pleasure to welcome Andy Cox, who's a musician and performer who uh, knows something about making music with bicycles and has a few things. Um, in his back pocket is going to play us in the next half hour. We're also going to be listening to um, various other bits of bicycle-created uh, music. Andy, welcome to Resonance. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And um, we should start with a little bit of introduction uh, t- to you and your uh, background. I mean, you're a guitarist originally. <laughs> so that's right. Um, and have um, been involved with uh, the beat uh, back in the day and the Fine Young Cannibals and more recently Cry Baby. Um, what projects have you got um, on the, uh, on the, uh, in preparation at the moment? Uh, well, I'm not really preparing anything. I'm just continuing my path out of popular music into the unpopular. Well, we're going to be looking at a few artists who are also pushing the boundaries of, of, of experimental music. But we're going to start off with um, something that came by complete surprise to me when I came across it um, on the interweb one day. And this is um, a recording of the very first time Frank Zappa appeared on uh, television in the United States. A very, very young Frank Zappa. And because this is radio, uh, we can't actually uh, show you what he's looking like. But he's looking very young and very respectable. And uh, this is his first appearance. And he's on the Steve Allen show Um, ostensibly to play the bicycle although the way things turn out it's kind of a little bit more of a comic turn but anyway the the best bit is the best thing to do is to watch it um, on YouTube and I'll put a link to that on the uh, website Um, but uh, in the meantime here is a short excerpt Steve, we not only have the prettiest girls in the audience here at the Steve Allen Show, but also you'll have to admit some of the strangest musical instruments. <laughs> and this gentleman plays perhaps the strangest of them all. He plays the bicycle, and his name is Frank Zappa. Thank you. You actually play a bicycle? Uh, yeah. Are you in the Musicians' Union? Uh, no. Do you play any other musical instrument, anything more conventional, perhaps? Guitar, vibes, bass, and drums. Guitar, vibes, bass, drums, and bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> nice bicycle will travel from his bass to his drums to his guitar. 
Uh, how did you happen to uh, pick up your first bicycle? I, mean. I was discussing this before with uh, some of the people backstage. I believe that a lot of the people have actually played bicycles from time to time. When they're young, they take a piece of cardboard and a clothespin and attach it to the a rear wheel and when it goes around it makes that noise and you're playing a bicycle then. The first thing that I should do is demonstrate to you the different types of sounds that you can get from a bicycle because it actually does make some very interesting uh, sounds and of course that's what we're all interested in. Is new sounds, yes. That, that's one of the sounds that you can get. Oh, you have a microphone down there, I see. Well, I'll, I'll need this microphone to pick up the next sound. It's a, You have to hold it right there. All right. Frank Zappa, his very first television appearance, playing the bicycle. Andy, what did you make of that? Man, it's incredible to think that um, they could devote 15 minutes of primetime TV to something like that, even though, as you say, there's quite a lot of comedy there. When they actually get to the music, they're not holding back. So it's, it's well, he amazing. Man- he manages to rope the band in uh, to kind of playing the, uh, the, their instruments alongside him, and it, you feel like he's kind of, ch- kind of used the bicycle to get them to loosen up Oh, they're certainly bit. loose. I think you're very right. I think the bicycle definitely will do that. It will loosen you up quite well. So what um, attracted you to using the bicycle for making music? Well, it was a combination of sloth and fear, really. The, my friend Lance Martin had an engagement on the South Bank, and I'd been collaborating with him on the guitar. And um, I was complaining that I didn't want to carry my guitar on the bicycle to go to play with him. So he suggested, well, just use the bicycle, make it easy on yourself. So... I took him at his word, and, and um, it seemed to go down quite well. So as a guitarist approaching the bicycle as a new instrument, I mean, what did you do first? Well, I approached it with the same ineptitude that I used to approach the guitar with. Um, and so, in fact, I actually, in that context, I just did exactly the same as I was using the guitar for, because there was a, I was using a few effects as well. So I progressed from plucking to bowing to hitting, and the crank. The crank, turning the crank. turning the crank. Yes. I mean, because it strikes me that the, 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 all the bicycle music that there is out there, in a, in a way, falls into two broad categories. And the first is getting some kind of sound from whacking or bowing or otherwise manipulating the actual fabric of, of the bicycle. Um, and the other sort of approach is to use the turning of a wheel as a kind of metronome a kind of creating a rhythm um or because I've, I've seen bicycles that are rigged up to midi um systems so you can uh, just use the 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 bicycle's speed or the speed at which the wheel is turning as, as a trigger for midi instruments and, and other things like that i mean is, do you think that's that's a fair overview i or? think so maybe there might be some other subcategory where they actually use the motive power of the bicycle to power what you might say conventional instruments so it's the just the motion that's being used a bit, a bit um like the i think that's john rose that um oh yeah well, project. yeah we're going to come to that in a moment but before we uh, come to um the bicycle music 
um, around the world. Let's start with a couple of your uh, creations. When you handed me the disc containing those two pieces, you described them as fragments. So I guess they haven't reached the status of song um, and received things like titles yet. Uh, I don't think there'll be anybody humming them, or they certainly won't be troubling the chart compilers with those, I don't think. But, it's but what, was, what was going on there? Uh, talk us through the, the process and then, and then the kind of what you liked about the output. Um, well, actually, they illustrate what you were saying earlier that the first uh, example was the bike being made to make sounds by a, a bit of bowing and a sort of tapping and that kind of thing and the second one actually was apart from um, a little bit of editing it's not manipulated at all that's the actual sound of a bike that I had the pleasure of riding uh, around that was the sound that it made as you know you pedaled it around so that you were in motion yeah that i was just riding the bike and just recording it with a with a microphone it hasn't been manipulated as i say apart from editing in any way and how did you record it without getting a lot of wind noise did you was that just by riding very slowly Uh, well you can hear that i'm not it was not a bike that you could ride very quickly to be honest but um, i think i was very very lucky and i had a windshield on um on the microphone it was hanging off the basket um on the front yeah because quite a few people Um, send me emails asking how when I'm interviewing people for the show out and about on a bicycle how do I um, how do I do it and it's it's pretty low tech I just have a very decent reporter's mic which seems to have the most amazing um, wind baffle uh, that it doesn't seem to pick up any wind noise up to about 20 miles an hour Um, I've tried recording sounds using binaural microphones uh, to get kind of stereo imaging but always seem to just be defeated by the wind yeah i think you're probably right actually i think unless they're very directional the wind is a problem because i'd like to try and um do something with just recording bicycle sounds as they pass in the street i mean for instance amsterdam would be a great place to do that but um it's you are hampered a lot by the wind yeah we uh, uh, about a year and a half ago on the show we played a sound art piece by um elias nil um 
called Onset, which involved him going around Amsterdam ringing the bells of all the bikes that he came across over Fun. a three-day period and recording them and then just chopping them together very wow. roughly. Um, I think he it was over 500 different bells. And the piece lasts for 17 minutes. Wow, you must have a very sore thumb, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, let's um, move on to the piece which you um, referred to uh, just before by um, the uh, uh, composer musician John Rose. Um, this is an excerpt of a performance by The Pipe Cycle, which is part of the Pursuit Project, um, something um, that John Rose is, is um, doing all kinds of experimentations in different sound music with bicycles, um, based in Australia. Anyway, this is The Pipe Cycle. <coughs> you make of that i like i like the high notes at the end particularly I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see them in action too yeah there are a couple of uh, photographs on on the website and the description says that um to make the pipe cycle um, a range of pipes and whistles were powered by a huge set of bellows bolted onto the back of the bicycle following initial testing a wind box was fitted with sliders controlling the airflow to a range of flue and reed pipes uh, rather like a simplified church organ mechanism. That's so, very elaborate. That's some yeah. engineering there. Someone's, someone's done some thinking about this. This wasn't just a kind of late night, Saturday night prank. <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't just turn up from the pub. It's true. They've, there's been some drawings made. And I quite like um, the sort of joyfulness yeah. of that and, and the way that it's almost like a human breath going on, but but sort of singing with joy. And it gives you that feeling of, I don't know, when I'm on a bicycle cycling maybe down a hill or on some rolling countryside and you do have that feeling of just just wanting to go, wee, here I am on my bike. <laughs> I can see what you're saying. I think that's why I like the high notes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to move on now to um, Sylvia Hallett, who I think, I don't know if she would be uh, thankful for being referred to as the Grand Dame of bicycle music but that could be what she is um she's an accomplished uh, composer um studied music at dartington hall um and then spent two years studying composition with max deutsch in paris um, she now works as a composer and as an improviser and has had pieces performed in britain and europe um, and we're going to play a couple of tracks now which are from her album white fog which makes heavy use of um, a bowed bicycle wheel and uh, we're going to start off now with a track called A Wheelwright 
used to live here. That's from a wheelwright used to live here by Sylvia Hallett. Um, Andy, what what was going on there? Um, I, well, I believe she was bowing the spokes, and um, I understand that she uses a sort of bottleneck slide technique, like a sort of Delta Blues man, but to change the changing the, the pitch. pitch. So I that she's so, yeah. moving that along the uh, the length of the spoke. Yes, uh, I think that's. I think so. And uh, I think that's all you, you know, if you're looking for something out of a bowed bicycle wheel, that's all you could want. That's I what you're going to do. really very, yeah. very good. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I suppose the most famous bowed uh, non-musical instrument is the musical saw, which seems to be in vogue um, these days. Well, it's, has it ever truly been out of fashion? I think, you know, it's always been there. But um, And it requires quite a lot of skill to get the right pitch doesn't it oh absolutely yeah it, it's it's not a joke it's the sore and i would say um the amount of skill that we just heard it, it's phenomenal really it's you could really take it very seriously well the next piece i think will um end any doubts about uh sylvia hallett being an absolute master of the bowed bicycle wheel um and this is an excerpt of a piece of the same album um, and it's called walnut an excerpt from Sylvia Hallett's Walnut off the White Fog album and that was a tour de force yeah it's brilliant there's nothing you can say about that part it's fantastic I mean technically uh, amazing and the sound and the atmosphere that she creates and 
I don't know, it's utterly charming. And as you said, it's kind of like has the echoes of kind of early blues instruments, you know, not necessarily the best instrument that there is out there, but played with panache and style and soul. Yeah, it's certainly you know, communicating some feeling and emotion. That's all you can really ask for in a piece of music. Good. Well, um, we, you are listening to The Bike Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name's Jack Thurston. With me in the studio is Andy Cox. And we are looking and listening to um, experimental music made involving bicycles. Um, and next up is a track um, by the Portland Bike Ensemble from Portland, Oregon. And the Portland Bike Ensemble plays free improvised music on amplified bicycles. Um, and they have a website where you can find out more but um, without further ado let's play uh, a piece called Polyp and Fury Quintet from Polyp and Fury Quintet by the Portland Bike Ensemble. Your impressions, Andy? I should say they were making some very good use of the crank on that one. I I enjoyed it. And what would be your advice to someone who fancied making a bit of noise out of their bicycle? they just got to get a hold of it, get a hold of the bike and see what's in there. There's plenty of noises in there. And as far as recording it? Um, uh, I, I'm not the best person to ask about good record apart from my uh, windless um, mic technique um, I haven't really recorded that much of it so I don't really know it's something I just it's like a live thing that just happens and is gone well let's have another couple of your fragments um, and uh, we'll talk about them um, immediately afterwards
Well, very watery, that second watery. one there. Yeah, it's quite plucking and a bit of squeaky brake in there. So, yeah, more watery than oily, that's for sure. Yeah, bicyclists usually complain about squeaky, bre- squeaky brakes, but um, if your business is making music out of bicycles, maybe you'd be thankful for them. Uh, yes, it could be very helpful, a sticky brake. There might have even been a bit of sticking um, brake being rocked backwards and forwards, the actual block on the rim in the first one. But it, it's very handy. The more noises they make, the better. That's why I like that one I rented so much. <laughs> so a kind of top, top specification bicycle that's absolutely silent isn't much use. Uh, there probably would be still be things in there, I would think, but you might have to look a bit harder, I suppose. It wouldn't be coming as easy as an old uh, rattler. Yeah, well, Ralph Hutter um, of Kraftwerk, um, who is a keen cyclist, um, and I think even allowed cycling to influence his music making, said that um, there was something very special about being out on the bike and, and listening to the sounds of the bicycle and feeling that almost when there's absolute silence, then you've reached that moment of perfection i could imagine that would be the case that sounds wonderful it's great to be out it's like flying really well we've got this plan to um put on a performance of the symphony for singing bicycles sometime over this summer can i can i coax you into being technical consultant to that yes i think uh, i think you can um, rely on me to do that as much as my technical knowledge extends <laughs> well we have to work out something to do with um uh, high impedance uh, circuitry and um, something to do with ohms but yeah. um, I think we may have to draft in uh, one or two uh, bike mechanics to help fitting the dynamos and connecting them up electrically yes. to the uh, to the speakers. I think the dynamos that's going to be the tricky part. Well it's always the most frightening thing apparently when someone comes into a bike repair shop and says I've got a problem with my dynamo it's the thing that every bike mechanic dreads having to uh, diagnose and fix now I can see the heads going into the hands right now well the last uh, piece we're going to play I'm not sure if we've got time for the whole lot is a um, piece from um, Project Bicycle a concept album with each track created using a common sample of a bicycle making noise this is a track called Sidecar Bicycle and it's by Jab Micah Och L. I probably mispronounced that, but um, here we go. Here it is. <laughs> has got a kind of bouncy feel to it hasn't it yeah it's practically a dance number no, i think it's great i think yeah, it's yeah. um it definitely like as i said the other one that was kind of joyful feeling of cycling the bicycle pipes but this has kind of got, got the bouncy feeling of going around town on one of those cruisers you know <laughs> those think, laid back beach cruisers yeah i think the horn's contributing to that a lot really isn't it you can uh, it's really giving it that sort of seaside flavor well there's so much more to bicycle oriented music making than mungo jerry isn't there clearly (laughs) 
<laughs> so it would seem it's been a complete education for me well thanks ever so much for coming on the show and thanks for sharing um, your fragments and I hope um, you'll let us know when you're next in performance on the bicycle and we'll be sure to let bike show listeners know about that thanks Andy thank you very much my pleasure being here